This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business experts, industry disruptors, game changers, and thought leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to build a successful business and become known as an influential voice in your industry? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast. This is episode 233. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, today's guest says your imperfections are the window of which you let your audience in. Joining me on today's show is Andrew Eggleton. Now, Andrew takes presenters from good to world class, and he loves helping people become a true expression of their authentic selves, allowing them to feel truly connected to their audience in what becomes an effortless and powerful personal experience for both you as the presenter and of course the audience. Now on today's show Andrew is going to share how to create a speaker's model that works moment to moment with your audience. He's going to talk about how to be an influencer and authority when presenting as well as how to develop a deep connection with your audience and why this is so incredibly important to create sales and leads. Welcome to the show Andrew. Hello, thanks for having me. We have a very professional beginning and I was incredibly uh, impressed with your voice. Oh, thank you very much. I was born with it. So <laughs> there you go. Look, today's topic I think is so important because as we know, uh, as ambitious entrepreneurs, for many of us, we are professional service-based business owners. So sharing our expertise and a great way to really connect, engage and impact with our message is to get out there and share it. Yet so many people are still very very fearful of, of speaking in front of crowds, getting in front of video, doing podcast interviews. So very important. Share, if you will, one of the biggest insights to just help just demystify, if you will, some of the things that they may be telling themselves that's stopping them from getting on stage and presenting. You know, that's uh, really interesting that using the word uh, demystify because I've just finished uh, a new a branding deck or, or, or a pitch that I use for corporates. And the first thing that I do in the morning is I take away the myth, mm. uh, the mystery, the, this whole thing that people have attached to presenting. Yes. And for me, it's people have this perception or a fantasy in their head of what it's meant to look like. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're holding the bar up to them uh, for themselves, which is, which you can't reach as if, your, your perception is coming from probably a professional presenter. Mm -hmm. And we're entrepreneurs. We're not, we're, we're not TV stars. We're not TV celebrities, or some of us might be. But we're coming from, we're trying to act out this fantasy of what we're meant to look like, what we think we're meant to look like on stage. And, of course, the only way to do, the uh, only thing that's going to happen is a fail. Mm 
Mm. And the more we fail and get into our head on stage, the worse things get. You know, there's nothing worse than when you get on stage and you, you can feel you're, you're yes. in your head. Yes. And it's and just going downhill steadily. And then, yes. <laughs> and then the shame happens. And then you start to go red and you go, oh, I hope I'm not going red in front of everybody now. Mm. What am I even talking about? And we lose your whole thing. Mm. We don't realize that it's just us. Mm. It, it just, it, it's just us. And I know that's the stupidest direction in fact i just saw this on facebook before someone was asking me about facebook live someone about facebook live in there and and another person commented just be you Mm -hmm. and it made me laugh because in the film and tv industry that was the what you knew you were dealing with a bad director when they said and you'll just be you yeah like man what does that even mean yeah that's right there's just so much into that 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 can be read but i think that's where we really need to get clear on what are some of the unique characteristics that we bring across. And, and sometimes it's just giving ourselves permission to show up as how as who we are and the people who we are here to serve and support will certainly resonate with us. Let's talk into uh, the speaker's model. Firstly, before you dive into it, because you say that this model works moment to moment with your audience. What is that model? Why did you create it? You know, I... I, I, I truly believe that, you know, one one thing firstly is, you know, it's it's about our audience. It's not about us. We are the storytellers. Mm-hmm. We have the responsibility to take our audience on a journey. And when you have, when you own that responsibility, you get to choose where you take them and mm-hmm. how you want them to feel at the end of the talk. Yes. So you have point A where we start. You don't know where that's going to be. You don't know if it's, uh, is this late at night? Is this in the morning? Have you had a terrible speaker on beforehand? Have you had a great speaker on beforehand? Mm. Um, You don't know where the audience is going to be. So you need to be able to tune in and work moment to moment with them to get them to to, to point B, the end. Yes. Right. And so I, I guess there there's so many things in that because it's kind of like if there was a bad speaker in front of you, you really need to pick up and do a lot of uh, engagement there. If there's someone that's spoken that's been fantastic, you're great. How do I, do I follow on with, with that? So is it a model that goes step by step that you can share with us? Or what are some of the key points, the insights that we can go away with that can almost immediately be implemented in our business if we're really looking seriously about presenting and sharing our content, which really, in, in actual fact, we do every day when we're engaging with people, aren't we? Mm. We are, we are. Let me use uh, an example. So during a talk, let's just use 30 minutes as an mm. example. I would, in, in 30 minutes, I would probably approach three or four poignant pieces, and I would call these the, the, the backbone mm-hmm. of my talk. And let's break that down further as an example of, Let's use the last year and a half mm. of me moving to Australia um, and what were the poignant, the, uh, the poignant uh, points. One would be my first tour mm-hmm. that I, it was a wonderful failure, but it was my best success. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I, I cancelled most of the tour, um, but by doing that, I made all these contacts um, that then became the next tour, I, I, filled, I filled it out. And the yeah. next tour, I filled it out more. Yeah. Um, and then another poignant piece was in, when I was in, uh, in July and I was in Sydney and I was uh, in a brand new hotel and long story short, uh, the, the shower wall collapsed on me when I was in the shower and I ended up in hospital. Wow. And I went straight from the hospital all there all night and I went straight and did a gig, um, a whole day workshop. And then I flew straight out to Gold Coast 
uh, drove up Sunshine Coast to do a talk. Mm. And this was two days now without sleep and I was exhausted. And the poignant point was I didn't want to be there. Mm. I want to sleep. And I walked on stage and the first thing I said was, do you know what? I need to be honest. I'd rather be somewhere else mm. than here tonight and talking to you all. And it felt so good. Mm. And my ended up being one of my best talks. Right. Yeah. This the stuff just downloaded. It was just happening, and I was uh, it was it was beautiful. Mm. And I realized there was another key in what I do, which is not changing state, just to be when I when I talk when I, I say to people, just be you. Mm. What I mean is that person who's brushing their teeth, that person who's having a, a wine with their friends or a chat with their parents, is the same person that walks on stage. Mm-hmm. And then what happens from there in moment to moment is where the organic excitement and the, the organic um, whatever happens for you happens for you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's, two, there's two points. I'm creating a backbone. One was my failed tour. Mm-hmm. The next point was, um, the I call it the shower incident. Mm-hmm. The next one was burnout. Mm-hmm. So I got to the end of the year and, and cancelled a couple of events because my heart just wasn't in it anymore. Mm-hmm. I'd changed as a mentor. I'd changed from a coach to a mentor to something that I, I realized I was sitting on something far greater and I needed to digest and go through it. Yes. So there's three key points. Yeah. Okay. Now, what story I choose to make that point is where I'm able to work moment to moment. Mm-hmm. So I can talk about the funny side of my failures. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, I flew to um, Melbourne and, and I, I realized I was going to have to cancel Gold Coast. So I thought, okay, how do I, how do I um, get bums on seats in the Gold Coast mm-hmm. for next time? How do I make this work for me? Mm-hmm. So I chose to fly, to fly over there and go to someone's um, event, a, a two-day workshop. And literally there I just met people yeah. and I told them what I did. And I watched them get up one by one and do their presentations to the workshop. And then I wrote, I wrote notes and then I gave them my notes when they finished. And that's how even the, the next time I sold Gold Coast out. Yeah. But I could choose another story depending on where my audience mm. is in that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, do, I try and be nice and clear. So the first point is my failed tour, right? Mm. The story that I choose will depend on how I'm feeling my audience needs in that morning. So I get up on stage. I know that my first slide is about my my failed first tour to Australia. Uh, I think four out of the five cities I cancelled. Mm-hmm. Melbourne was a great success, which is why I moved to Melbourne. And but what how I decide to tell that story will depend on if I need to lift the audience, mm-hmm. as in they need a good laugh to start off with, or they're feeling quite demure and I just need to let them trust me. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell them a story that just builds some trust yes. or do they need to go into something a bit more dramatic? So I'll have, I want to try and paint this picture. If you think of the backbone mm-hmm. and then off each main point off each vertebrae, we've got three, there's lines going out and I would have one story, two stories and three stories. Each of those stories will reflect a different feeling mm. to evoke into my audience mm-hmm. one make them laugh one could be, could be dramatic and one that could be a little bit more 
sincere or, or, or trying to create some emotional cues. Does that make sense, Emery? It, it does, it does. And what I like about that is that you really are connecting as that presenter to your audience. Mm. You're, you're going to share the backbone, if you will, so mm. the, the topic or the, the, the learnings, but the journey that you take people on and the mood you create will be dependent on where they are and how you guide them. And I mm. like that. And, you know, I think um, when you have a number of different stories and you're able to go it creates a level of connection with the audience that builds no like and trust and you can take them on that journey mm. um, because mm. the worst maybe not the worst in, in my opinion the, the the presenters the speakers that come unstuck are the ones that have practiced in the mirror yes and they've got their words down pat they know where they're going from a to b and they're stuck on mm. that so what happens 10 minutes into your talk when you realize this audience is just not into you mm. do you know what i mean they don't one they don't get you two they haven't had enough coffee in the morning or mm -hmm. three it's last thing after a long conference and they, and they want to go home yeah how do what do i need in the moment mm -hmm. to get them there i know where i'm going i'm on i've got one road i've got the main road mm. but perhaps I need to get off track and take them down the shingle roads or the back roads. Yes. Here, or just say, the main you are a hard audience. Sometimes yes. I think laughter does a lot, can Ooh. do a lot to break state. Even if, absolutely, I mean, how many times as a presenter or so have you gotten up and you've realised, I, I realised I left my USB with the presentation and it was in my car and I'd been picked up by the organiser. Thankfully, I had, um, you know, PowerPoint uh, printouts. But sometimes technology doesn't work. Things happen. And if we're not able to go with the moment, we, ha we have an idea, obviously, of what mm. we want to present, I think that really allows us to be far more influential and there where the audience is. Let's talk about being an influencer and an authority when presenting. The word influencer and authority is one that we you hear a lot, don't we? We hear so often. Um, but talk about what are some of the key things that will enable us to be more influential and become known as that authority? Uh, it's a really good question. I mean, the whole point that the beauty of presenting, or the beauty of public speaking these days, why it's becoming so such an intangible thing to leverage your business with is mm. it's an immediate way to build trust with yes. people. You know, you can write as much copy until the cows come home, but someone still might not trust you mm. you know they can get a feel for the way you write but the way you write and who you really are can be very very different mm -hmm. you know so building that connection comes from it, it comes from that from that from that sense of trust mm. and then and that sense of trust comes from being able to be authentic and vulnerable mm. you know what I mean? and an authentic and vulnerable is just really a, a a congruent extension of who you are off stage and on stage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does that does that make sense? Yes. What I love yeah. about uh, what you shared, and I think this can bring in beautifully with the point that you're continuing to talk about here, is that the stories that you share, the stories that we share, the moments where we had our biggest struggle, yet it's turned into our biggest win or whatever, we build a, a level of empathy, don't we, with the audience because they may be able to see themselves or in the humour or something or, oh my goodness, I'm not yeah. the only one that struggled. That in it, it itself builds um, a, a level of influence because influence is really, how would you define influence? Influence is, okay, the way that I love influence is, mm. I mean, there's, there's, there's numerous mm. categories. Influences mean I'm going to create sales. 
Yeah. Influence means I'm going to influence these people to be leads or sales or buy into what I'm doing. Or, mm. But I love influencing because if going back to what we said before, when you're the, when you take on that responsibility of being the storyteller, mm. you are able to influence people, but that by the time my, my talk ends, I'm going to have them at this emotional state. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take them on the journey. I'm going to fill the gaps. I'm going to allow myself to go moment to moment with these people. All the while I know that the, the last place that I want them to is a walk out of the room going, I don't feel the same mm -hmm. as I did half an hour ago. Mm -hmm. And they won't remember anything you said in three months, six mm -hmm. months, but they will remember how you made them feel. Yes. And that is the most important thing. If you think back to some of your favorite movies, mm -hmm. it was the way they made you feel. Did they make you laugh until it hurt? Did they mm -hmm. make you cry? Did they make, you know, I watched a movie, uh, the documentary about Andre the Giant. Do you remember him as the WWF wrestler um, in the 80s and really. 90s? He, he, really. had, um, he had the, 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 I don't know if it's a disease or not, where you keep growing. Oh. Everything keeps your organs and everything keep growing. And so he, 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 just, kept, he just kept growing, which eventually killed him. Oh. But the end just made, I was just sitting there sobbing and my mm. partner came in and he was like, what's wrong? I was like, I, I actually can't work out what's wrong. I just, the, this mm. documentary just made me feel so sad for him. Yeah. And I can't remember anything about it, but I've been telling yeah. all my friends about it. Yes. And this is how you keep getting booked as a speaker too, mm. as people just keep going, oh my God, I saw Anne-Marie and, and she, uh, uh, she made me feel so much. She was amazing. What does mm. she say? I don't know. Oh, that's a good point. I don't know. <laughs> but whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Mm. So, so true. And I love the way that this ties back to what you were saying earlier, that sometimes, a lot of the time, we have a pre presumption or predisposition and how we should prevent present but what mm. that does is it it, it it stops us from really showing up sharing our stories but once we do because we are just we've lived our lives haven't we we've lived through those stories and if we're sharing something that we have experienced when we're sharing that as a storyteller, we don't have to pretend to be sad. We don't have to pretend to laugh. Because you know, sometimes you're t telling a funny story and you have to kind of compose yourself because you're just cracking up laughing and the other people are going, I don't know what she's talking about because you're laughing so much. But once you allow yourself to have that transparency and allow yourself that authenticity to just be you, there's mm. something, there's an inner confidence that often grows. Have you found that yourself and also with the clients you're working with? Absolutely. One of the, 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 the one of the biggest challenges I have with with clients is is, is basically to untrain them. Mm. So I'm untraining them effectively from what a lot of other people have trained them or what life has trained them to be, mm -hmm. which is wearing masks. Mm. And their biggest downfall is trying to be what they think the audience wants yes. of them. And if if you can walk into an, an audience, uh, you know, let's say there's 50 people and you know what 50 different people want from you, you're an absolute uh, genius. Mm. Like, you know, you, that you're just taking a wild guess and you're not being you. So just be just turning up as that authentic version mm. of yourself is that the right people in that audience mm -hmm. are going to like you. The, yes. like, the, the right people are going to your tribe are going to resonate with you. Mm. You know, you, it's, it's very hard to please everybody, but you can please the right people. 
Yeah. And the other thing you talked about there was, uh, is layering emotions upon ourselves. And I call that, I, I love this, and I, it's indicating. Mm. And the, the b- most bizarre thing is that my acting teacher in 1998, 20 years ago, yeah. used to talk to me about I was indicating when I was acting, and I had no idea what he meant until last year. Yeah. So you were doing it naturally. I, I was indicating mean, meaning so if I'm trying to act, if I want you to see that I'm excited, mm. I will layer upon myself artificial emote like, hey, I am Marie. I'm so damn excited to be here on your podcast yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's just not me. Like I am excited oh. to be here. Yeah. And I don't need to act it. The only person who needs to act excited is a person who's not excited. Mm. If you have to act or show that you're trustworthy, mm. the only person who has to show that they're trustworthy or, or act that is someone who's not trustworthy. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. So this is a big problem that presenters do, especially on camera, is they try to artificially show people what I'm, I'm indicating to you how, how excited I am mm. or that I'm trustworthy or that, you know, or that I'm being authentic right now which is the opposite of the actual meaning of authenticity. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. You know, as you're explaining that, I'm reminded actually of something today that happened, but I'll back up. I remember when I worked in corporate many, many, many decades ago, you know, often I would be speaking to someone, the four person. I remember because she laughed at me after I got off the phone. I'd be talking to her and then all of a sudden the phone would ring. I'd go, good morning, blah, 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 and Marie speaking. And then she would, after that phone call, she goes, you put on your phone voice then. It was so different. And it wasn't until yeah. I realized she mentioned that. I said, yeah, I, I do. And this morning I did some, um, you know, recordings on Instagram. Uh, my daughter yelled from the other room, do it again. You sounded fake. And I listened to it again and it was because I'm a bit tired. But that's the kind of thing I think that you're saying is that when you're trying to be something, the audience, like my daughter, she could just tell. And when I looked at it, replayed, I went, oh, my goodness, that's just not me. Um, so what do you, what would you say? How do we get into a state, if you will, or create an environment that we do allow ourselves? We don't try to put on that mask because that can be something that can be quite hard to do. Do you know, I just, this just brought up for me a really wonderful example of a podcast I did late last year. Obviously Mm. I'm not going to mention who this person was, but right in the middle, he asked me to use him as an example he goes okay andrew i want you to teach me some presenting skills right now and i was like wow that's um how long have you gone isn't it okay (laughs) and all the time unfortunately for him i had been thinking i don't know you like Mm -hmm. i i i don't recognize this man as the man before you push the cord and the Uh, man after you push the cord are two different people yeah he went from Hey, Andrew talking and it was genuine and beautiful and, 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 and we were connecting to when he pushed the call, he jumped up and it was, and it was big. And, yeah. and I went, wow, where, where have you gone? Yeah. Like, how can we have an authentic moment to moment conversation when I don't know who you are anymore? Yeah. And I did this and I started to ask him just questions. I was like, man, I, oh, where did you grow up? He told me. And I said, oh, wow, that sounds amazing. If, can, is there any kind of thing that sticks out from you as a child? He started telling me some childhood memories. And of course, when you do this, mm. when you get people to do this, they start really describing and going into like reliving it themselves and they get really into their heart space, which mm. is what I love. And then I went right here. This man is the person that I want you to be when you're doing these podcasts. This is the mm. person I want to be interviewed by. 
And nine times out of 10, the client will say, oh, but this is really boring. And you're going, wow, mm. this, this is not boring. This is you. This is you thinking you're, you're, you're boring, yeah. that you're not enough yeah. and that you have to amplify that times 10 to, to, to be something. Mm -hmm. And it's not. It's the complete opposite. Mm. Oh, so powerful. Because it, it's true. I, even it sometimes, you know, if I'm doing some voiceover, I've done a couple of voiceover projects. It's a completely different. Mm. And I tell you how I noticed that is because when I watch my face back, I go, I just look like an idiot. Seriously, because, <laughs> you know, you, you kind of have to. Mm. And if it's only your voice, it's quite different, I think. Yeah. Um, you have to be far more expressive, I think, yes, to get that yes, tonality yes. out. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, I think sometimes we just need to be able to laugh at ourselves but not in a derogatory way but just go you know what uh, and I think that's the audience loves that let's talk about um, developing a deeper connection I know everything that you've talked about today mm. certainly will allow when we do that well we give ourselves permission to show up share our stories heart to heart that is definitely going to you know deeper connection but what would be one thing that you see so many speakers and presenters do the, the example you just gave of the podcast host was brilliant are there any other things that you often see presenters doing and you think man if we just eliminated that yeah who we are would shine through yeah there's, there's a major one actually and I, I think this is people getting confused with what storytelling is mm. and perhaps bad teaching or perhaps just a bad I, personal idea of what storytelling is and they justify their sense of worth on stage by how much pain they've been through ah. so you're speaking for half an hour and someone will spend 20 minutes of the challenges they've faced and, and the pain they've been through and, mm. and this happened and then this happened and then, then and then you know my dog died as well and as, as an audience member you're there's no value in that mm. you know that might set up the fact that you've been through challenges you've you've been on down on one knee it's that poignant moment that broke you and mm. went do you know what this now or never mm -hmm. it might be the backbone or the basis but you can sum that stuff up in one to two minutes or three yeah. minutes. I'm so glad got... you said that because yeah. I tell you what, it's a, it's a, um, what's the, it's a tactic, if you will, that so yeah. many marketers have said that's what you need to do, and yeah. it sticks yeah. out like a sore thumb now. And you can say yes. it, and in, in as you said, in a couple of uh, sentences, um, move on, sh share that. So many people sadly still do that, don't they? Yeah. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty minutes on, they're still going on about. Um, the, the negative things that they went through. Yeah. So one or two minutes. So what if someone's listening today and they or watching and that that's what they've been taught, take them on that pain journey, you know, how you mm. couldn't go to the ADM because you wanted $20 and it was only 18 whatever it is, you know, we've heard all mm. of those stories. How yeah. do we put something like that together in a way that's, that, that is concise, that, that shares that story but not in a way? Because obviously condensing something that we've been told 20 minutes to one to two sentences what works well do you think really now uh, do, you, do you know how i do it I and mean, there's special occasions where it, it comes up because it's relevant but i go mm. do you know what i've been through some really tough shit, just mm. like everybody else in this room but this is what i learned mm. and then i i look at the tools or how what i use personally to get through those challenging times or the time that i i, I did injure my neck um what did I learn out of that period? And then I package it yes. into a process. I go, okay, these were some key points. And this is the mm. process I learned to get out of it. Now I'm packaging it up and I'm going to give it to you. 
there's the value. I mean, that's three minutes mm, of yes. my, my talk was five seconds that line. Yeah. But yeah. then I've got 29 minutes, you know, and of 55 value. seconds yeah. to give them and take them through a process, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. What I love about that is you completely change the whole um, outlook of what you're talking about. You've taken the reflection of me, 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 my problems, mm. my struggles to, if you've gone through this, here are some of the learnings that you can learn, that the lessons mm. and, and the value. And I think people will connect with you. They'll, they'll understand the struggle through what you've gone through, if you will, mm. but they appreciate and remember how you made them feel through the hope the possibility, mm. the learnings, the insights that, that you shared. And I know for myself, if I'm listening to someone who's given that incredible amount of value and, and given steps and things, you know, mm. we think, wow, if they've offered this in their presentation, mm. imagine what they're going to, what, what it would be like to actually invest with them and, and go through their program yep. or whatever And that's is. part of being influential and connected yeah. right there yeah. too. Yeah. Well, that, that's being influential. You're inspiring people. Not only are you inspiring, but you're giving them the tools mm. to be able to go now and take action yes. and implement. You can immediately walk out the door and take action now. Mm. And that's better than go walking out and going, wow, Anne-Marie's got such a sad story. I mean, wow, wow, she went through all that. Mm. And just, just to be clear too, some people have incredibly big stories. Mm. Do you know? And a and, and, uh, uh, the first chunk of it has to be setting up what that person went through, mm. you know, and I, I totally get that. And I don't have anything that grand. I just, I just simply don't. Mm. I have stuff that was poignant, but I don't need to dwell on it. Yeah. I think, I, yeah. yeah, I think as you're saying that absolutely, there are some stories that do uh, warrant that storytelling, the, the setting the scene, setting the context, but it's where, and here's where I think um, what you're talking about, it's when we're wanting to share that story and the misery and where we've come from and we're mm. stretching it out and trying to get mm. everything out of it. And, mm. you know, if the story itself is, is, is enough, to, to really like people are sitting there going wow then you mm. share it but if you're stretching it out too too long and too laborious people are just going to go yeah whatever been there done that yes yes look yeah. I, I like where that you've got to keep asking yourself mm. if you if you want to be a book speaker if you want to be getting people to come along and wanting to see you where is the value there mm. has to be value yes you know and and you know, I, I, I'm a true believer that in this day and age, of part of the value is is the tools and models and things that mm. we we pass on. But also, a lot of the value is is your ability to tell and weave stories that make people shift and laugh mm. and you know mm. go up and down and all. It's 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 a beautiful journey. Yes, yes. I say to people, look, if people haven't laughed, even you know, if I'm having a conversation, if we haven't laughed about something, if we haven't had an insight or an aha, then it's a moment that, you know, it's a, it's a good moment that, that we do have that. And if I haven't done that, then I haven't done my job properly. Mm. I think that's, um, we go with the, the mindset of how can I impart, how can I impact and how can I, you know, um, move people in such a way that they can mm. think bigger, be bigger, be bolder, whatever it is, then when we go with that approach, I think that that's when we become memorable, don't we? We do. In a good that's way. When we, that's mm. when we shift hearts and minds. Yes, which is yeah. what it's all about, I, I think. Mm. We're, we've gone through that age and stage of uh, those speakers and presenters that uh, we can see through, you know, I think. Mm. And with, as you said, with a mask, 
uh, we're at that stage now, especially when you when you're thinking a lot of millennials now coming up, they've got radars. You know, the BS radars that can see right through that. Andrew, it's been an absolute pleasure and honour to have you today. Lots of great stuff in there. For people who are listening and watching today, who'd love to find out more about you, connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Just go to my website. It's a great start. It's got everything on there, andrewigleton.com. Fantastic. And we'll, of course, put the links on the show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES233. Thanks once again for coming on the show. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, brought to you by BeTheDifferenceMovement.com, changing the world one message at a time. Do you feel called to influence real change with your message? Join our supportive community of like-minded influencers, thought leaders, and disruptors at www.BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. That's BeTheDifferenceMovement.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.